0: What is up, everybody? Welcome into another episode of the Cut. I am your host Christian Williams, and I am here as always with Randy Hall. Randy, how are you, man?
1: Doing all right. Uh, it's been a pretty hectic couple of weeks here. Season's getting started, um, mm-hmm. but yeah. Saturday, first day. Once that's out of the way, we can kind of sit back a bit more. But yeah, it's, yes. it's been fun. Yep.
0: Ben, that was exactly my weekend as well. Um, because I got through Saturday. I felt a lot better this week. I feel so much better this week. So, yeah. And we got some uh, good times coming. We
1: have some sweet, uh, have some uh, Cleveland State friends coming over, uh, nice. this weekend. Some that we've had a lot of drinking with, uh, in the past. And, Sick. Uh, Ohio State versus Wisconsin this week. Uh, what oh, a, that's a big one up there. What huh? a great week for them to come down. So it's more like seven against 100 instead of, you know, yeah, be against 100 here. That's uh, good. Uh, and a blackout game
0: for Ohio State, so that'll yeah, be fun. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. All right, guys, we are here. It's Wednesday. Normally, we're here on Mondays with the double Monday Night Football uh, game slate. On on Monday, we decided not to do an episode on Monday, but so really, the the point of all of this is to say we're going to talk through Week Three. We know your waivers have already run, and the good thing is. is most waivers were pretty bleak this week. There wasn't a whole lot. Yeah. Um, I think Garrett Wilson was the guy that was available in far too many leagues. He shouldn't have even been available in the first place. So uh, that's the guy we probably would have hammered on for two minutes and we don't have to do that.
1: So yeah, it was like him. And I think just probably good idea to make sure Brian Robinson is available in your league. If you're in a super flex, you picked up Jimmy G if he was in the waiver. I mean, it was pretty yeah. cut and dry tight ends like Ersmith Smith and Everett had Kind of boomer week, so some yeah. stuff there. But it, it was all really obvious, and it would have been a quick segment anyway. So I think yeah. that's probably good enough. If they're still available for some reason, go grab them.
0: Yeah, the Irv Smith drop uh, would give me a little bit of hesitation on that, but I think he's also keep
1: targeting. he's also one of like four tight ends that could get open sixty five
0: yards downfield. So it's that's like true wide <laughs> open. Too. That that throw from Kirk Evans yeah. was remarkable, by the way. It was just perfect. Oh, only good one of the day, apparently. Yeah, he was bad. Uh, at least we'll the Vikings players. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that is true. All right, so we're going to give our week three preview, and we're just going to jump right into it and get down to the nitty-gritty. The Thursday night football game this week is Steelers heading to Cleveland to face off against the Browns. The Browns are four-point favorites, and the over-under in this game is 38 and a half points. Super, super low. Uh, a lot of injuries on the defensive side of the ball for the Browns. Their defensive backs played like absolute crap. They they were terrible on Sunday. Uh, and obviously the Browns are coming off a, a game in which they had a 99.9% win probability with less than two minutes left and lost the game. So Steelers aren't, aren't coming off anything more exciting. Their offense is struggling. Najee Harris has struggled to get going. 38 and a half feels like a pretty fair line. What do you think of this game? How do you think this is going to shake out?
1: Yeah, I Honestly, the Browns' defense has been decent against the run this year, so I don't really expect Najee to have more of a bounce-back week unless it's through the air. Steelers' offense has been struggling with Trubisky at quarterback with pretty much only Deontay being relevant, and then Frymouth a little bit week one as well. So it's not going to be really a get-right game necessarily. I think Deontay is a good week. Uh, Claypool could. The Browns' secondary did not have a good uh, week two, at least end of the game. Uh, pass rush couldn't get there. Obviously, Clowney's out. Garrett's a little banged up. So we'll have to see on the injuries, but I think the Browns still can pull this one out. I mean, obviously, Vegas is projecting like 21-17 Browns here, um, which I think is pretty fair. The Browns, it might be, you know, not great defense necessarily, but put up 26 and 30 points the first two weeks, which is much better than they did last year. So I, I do expect them to be able to run the ball. Uh, the Patriots, Honestly, kind of destroyed at the ground last week. I expect the Browns to have the same kind of uh, offense coming into the week, and at least they have a top receiving option, <laughs> unlike the Patriots. So we'll see how it goes. I I liked, I was encouraged by Cooper's usage, at least in the first half. Um so we should be looks good. we should be looking at a at least exciting, you know, close matchup game, but I do think the Browns can pull it out. I've seen a lot of Steelers fans I think a little bit delusional on Trubisky's play so far. I don't know why Yeah, there's, there shouldn't be much loyalty there from a fan base. That is kind of my point. Like he just hasn't played well. The whole offense hasn't, and it's not all his fault, but he's part yeah. of it.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I, think he's managing games fine but he did throw a pick last week and it was a pretty bad one uh yeah. to boot. so uh the one question i have so pat fryermuth has turned in two 12 point ppr weeks and uh, in, in just standard ppr not tight end premium in different ways too and so now i guess my question is is fryermuth like a weekly start that you cannot keep out of your lineup at this point um I
1: mean, think of where you took Friermuth. You probably took him in a shot on someone else, like maybe Everett or Irv Smith right. or Komet. I think he's been more consistent than them, so I think I'd start him. I know, like, uh, Conklin uh, had a decent week, but it was mostly just dump-offs where they were covering the receivers. I, I don't see, like, the same kind of thing happening here. Uh, the Jets also use their running backs way more in the past again than the Steelers do. So there was a little bit more attention on that aspect of the game. So uh, the Browns really haven't been torched by tight ends necessarily. So I'm not like, I think you get that same stat, like up to 12 points. I just don't think there's much more uh, because they're, they're not scoring 30 points or even 28 or 24. So like (laughs) you really have like one shot, maybe at a touchdown for Firemouth.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I hear you there. I, I think, you know, with the landscape of tight ends, I'm good starting him because I think he's got as good a shot as really any to finish as a top ten tight end, and really, yeah, n- nothing matters outside of the top five. And even then, Dalton Schultz went out with knee injury last week, and we'll get to that. So, there, the tight end and Calpitz have struggled to get going. So the tight end landscape is is looking pretty bleak right now outside of yeah. you know the top two. Hopefully, George Kittle back this week. But um, okay. Uh, I you said you think the Browns win? Do you think they also cover? Yes. Okay. I I don't. I I think the Browns win this game. I think they win by a field goal. I think that it's Steelers <laughs> games are always close. I, well, that's the problem with the four point line. It's, it's so tight. Um, but I I think that the Browns are able to pull this out. They should be able to kind of dictate the run game, and and Nick Chubb should have a fantastic day. So. Cool. Let's move on to the main slate on Sunday. First game we're going to talk about is the Las Vegas Raiders, two-point favorites going to Tennessee to face off against the Titans that just got blown out of the water a couple of nights ago. The over-under in this game, 45-and-a-half. So the Raiders looked fantastic in the first half this last week. They're another team that lost a high high win probability game in the final seconds. Uh, Kyler Murray kind of led the Cardinals back against them. On the other side, like I said, the Titans just got absolutely obliterated by the Bills, which, to yeah. be fair, I think everyone is going to get obliterated by the Bills, except for a few choice teams. Uh, it kind of looked like they couldn't even get on the field with
1: them, though. It, it was
0: right from a it, team that's
1: contending for their division, which, if we're being real, the division looks real bad right now.
0: Uh, yeah. Texans are <laughs> like the best team.
1: Just abs- I mean, it was over at half. Yeah. Uh, backups yeah. were in the third, like it was legitimately over at half, uh, yes. which did help the viewing for the next game. It's sure that game kind of struggled as well. So, um, yeah. it, it's I, 45 and a half. I, I like it. I expect kind of a better day from the Titans' offense. Uh, I just think they're if they get down, their go to guy is Henry, still, he's still getting the touches. He just hasn't had a good game yet. I think it's coming. I don't know if it comes this week necessarily. Um, The Raiders have faced, you know, Austin Eckler and uh, James Conner, but James kind of went out. Um, Williams had a decent day after, but nothing like spectacular. So I think think Henry could have a, a little bit of a bounce back day. If he just has kind of like a little bit more like the first week with yardage and gets the touchdown like last week, I think we'll be on pace here, but Really with Henry, as long as you as long as he gets a yard of going before you get to him, that's when he's lethal. What's been happening a lot with Henry is he's getting stopped in the backfield, which is where he's always with every running back, but him especially, he doesn't get that, you know, whole head of steam going and he's not as explosive at that point. He doesn't have that tremendous, you know, ultra bursty one cut ability like some bags to get away from that kind of situation. And Taylor Lewan went down early this Game, so the passing game of the Titans might be a little risky with Chandler Jones and Max Crosby going against those tackles. Which at this point is Petit Friere, their best tackle, the rookie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's it's not looking great in that aspect.
0: Yeah, I don't have too much interest in really any Titans in this game. I mean, I'm even hedging a bit on Henry just. Henry hasn't looked great. He wasn't he he got the volume in week one, but he wasn't really efficient with it and then obviously bottled up against the Bills to where that efficiency looks even worse now. I'm slightly concerned. I'm slightly concerned that we're kind of heading towards the Henry Cliff and you're gonna get your your boom weeks, but I just don't know if I see this being more than twelve to fourteen points, which is fine. Like you start them, but you temper expectations, I guess, for where you drafted. Yeah,
1: I I think we get a twelve to sixteen point performance from him. The thing is though, after this, he gets a you know the stretch of like the division and uh he'll most likely explode on the scene then. So he's a it's a weird like he's a buy low candidate right now kind of but then also once he goes through the division for the first time you may want to sell him again. (laughs) So it's it's a weird dichotomy there.
0: Yeah. Yeah on the other side of the ball it was a very strange game. Matt Collins led the team in uh fantasy points and catches or no, not catches, Renfro. They, run fro, they run fro threw a
1: ball. lot of jump balls. Yeah. It was it was weird.
0: It it certainly was because so Devontae Adams caught two of just two of his seven targets. Uh he did find the end zone which kind of saved his fantasy day, but I'd argue that for where you drafted him, it didn't really, he ended up with less than 10 fantasy points. So are you concerned at all, or was this just a product of a weird game script?
1: I think it was product of the weird game script. Um, like I said, they also got a little bit of short fieldage a couple times as well, um, yeah. which led to just getting the red zone quick, which just again led to jump balls to uh, to Adams and Waller uh, repeatedly. And they the Raiders still haven't really gotten their run game going, so I think that's what they're going to be focused on this week as long as refeeding uh, Adams a bit to kind of get going. It looked a bit like they tried to just get the run game going after they got to the lead, and they couldn't. And they kept stalling out, and it kept giving the Cardinals a chance. And then they really still should have won. Like, Kyler was pretty much in the grass on Max Crosby with one second left. Yep. I-, I love Max. You got to make that play. I get it. I really do. I get it. But once you have your hands on Kyler – and you're twice his size. Yeah,
0: you just kind of you, flick him.
1: Yeah. It, oh. It's one thing if he ducks you or, you know, it's all – but once you're – if you have a chance to wrap him up and it's to win the game, you got to make it. It's definitely not the loss on him or anything. I'm not saying that, but he could have sealed it. Um, yeah. Which is why, I, while the loss is defeating and the overtime, how it happened, Renfro getting absolutely demolished on two straight plays and getting <laughs> concussed, like, nothing, no pro- – I mean – one of the best punches I've ever seen is he's fallen to the ground away from that guy, uh, you know, and then getting absolutely rocked the next play and kind of them scooping scoring me and uh, I was watching the game. So sweet and we're still kind of debating if he tossed that ball early. I think he kind of, I
0: did. think he did. Oh, I think he did. I can't believe it didn't get like overturned in either way. Just make them score. I think, I don't know personally also well, because it would have been
1: a touch a Raiders ball at that point that's why they I, they right. also reviewed it and said stands so I don't think they really had a good angle of it unfortunately
0: they um, did and even the angles that showed yeah it was it was too close to call I guess but uh, th- what the only point I wanted to make from that? When are teams going to realize that just trying to milk the clock does not work in today's NFL? Like, why uh, why do teams still do it? I don't get it.
1: I don't know. Um, the most successful offenses currently don't. Um, right I, until I mean, the fourth quarter when look, they're up look by at forty. The, well, look at the Chiefs week one. Look at the Bills both weeks. Like, I mean, these are what we're aspiring to be. And even the Ravens some – extent last week, which we're getting to next. They somewhat milked the clock. Not really, though. Uh, the Dolphins just kind of got a couple stops and made explosive plays. Um right. Just got back quick, pretty much. But still, you know, if you're milking the clock, any NFL offense at this point could really get back, as we've seen. So yeah. uh, it was – I think it was a coaching error, and I think it was trying – Big Daniels – not necessarily like going away from what was working to try and get the other thing rolling for next week kind of thing. When you just got to keep with what's going and keep building that leads. So you don't have to worry about it. Uh, I think he'll, you know, take that one and move on.
0: Yeah, for sure. I'll take Raiders in the points in this game.
1: Yeah. Easy. Same. I, 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 Car was pissed <laughs> to say the least.
0: Fair enough. All right, next game, Baltimore Ravens, two-and-a-half point favorites going to New England. The over-under in this game is 43-and-a-half. Uh, the Ravens, uh, again, another team that blew a high win probability game. Uh, they were up, I think, three scores for at, at halftime, I believe. And yeah. then the, the Tua slash Tyreek slash Jalen Waddle show started to happen, and the Ravens ended up losing the game. Uh, their secondary was clearly... It'd be very similar to the Browns secondary, and then it was just getting cooked. To be fair, though, every secondary is going to get cooked by Tyreek and Waddle, especially with what they were doing with their offensive scheme, which I would love to talk about when we get to the Dolphins. Uh, other side, the Patriots aren't, aren't good, in my opinion. I don't think the Patriots are any good. So
1: they've, they've run the ball pretty well the first two weeks, which is what we kind of expected, but right. we were tampering expectations this year because they didn't look as good in the preseason. But they are not making plays the, the air. Jacoby Myers is consistent again. I think he's even consistently getting more targets, which somehow makes no sense. It's crazy. <laughs> because they brought in weak competition, but competition. Um yeah. the good thing for the Ravens here is their offenses look really good besides running backs, if we're being honest. Uh which again, Dobbins could play this week. He's gonna be he's gonna be 110% before they let him touch the field, especially Uh, with Gus Edwards not being able to come back to at least week five, they're just not taking any chances here, which is smart. Um, But Lamar's looking good through the air. I think he can just beat this Patriots defense regardless. And they're not explosive. So if they do get the lead while the Patriots may be able to grind to get it, they're taking clock to score. Whereas the Dolphins were literally scoring in like three plays, it felt like. And they just – Ramped it up quickly, quickly, but and it just—they got all the way back, and we saw what happened. And at yeah. that point, there was nothing you could do. All the momentum's the other way. Where I don't see that being an issue. I think the Ravens just handle this one pretty easy.
0: Yeah, I agree. The other piece of that—the one explosive play that I can remember from the Patriots game was an underthrown deep ball that Nelson Aguilar bailed Mac Jones out yeah. on, which is Mac Jones's mo, right? I think he's uh, he, he's, he's, he's fine. He's got some back spasms and stuff so yeah he's you know, heard ripping the ball is difficult i'm sure but still yeah. well especially uh, when you couldn't rip the ball before for what it's worth yeah, i was trying to give him some credit <laughs> um... yeah raven's easily in this game but would you yeah yeah so are you are you comfortable starting Damian harris in this game the ravens run defense has been pretty good but
1: uh but like I think when Chase ran the ball, he looked good. I think Mostert looked good running the ball last week. Yeah, They didn't run the ball that much. So the Patriots even went down or going to run. So sure. I think I'm comfortable playing Harris this week.
0: Yeah, me too. Ramondre, I, Harris left the game at the end for what it's worth too. Ramondre got a lot of passing work. Uh, so there's potential. You could, you could be comfortable with Ramondre and your flex, I think, this week.
1: Maybe it's – they've been – I mean, Harris has been used like a true 3 down back and getting a ton of targets. So yeah. it's kind of – but if he's coming into this banked up, then I think it's easy that you you could play uh, Romontre. But I, I, I think what you were going to say was, do you think they're going to hit the over? Uh, mm-hmm. And I do think that. The Ravens have comfortably scored 30 points every week. I think they do that again, uh, even with the yeah. Patriots trying to grind out the clock a bit um so as long as the Patriots can score twice uh,
0: you know (laughs) right which for that and so that's why I kind of waited until we talked about the over here my lock this week is Jacoby Myers he's getting peppered with targets he is really the only reliable pass catching option for the Patriots right now and ultimately they are going to they will have to throw we know they're going to run and they they enjoy running the football but when they do throw they're consistently looking at jacoby myers i think he could get in the end zone in this game so i'm starting jacoby everywhere i have him i actually went through right before this show and put him into all of my starting lineups so that i was not lying when i said that so. makes sense cool next game cincinnati bengals five point favorites going to new york to fit fa- to to new jersey to face off against the new york jets uh over under 45 in this game uh, on the jet side of the ball, we, we talked a little bit about it with the Browns, but Garrett Wilson, absolutely peppered with targets. Uh, and that seems to be Joe Flacco's go-to Joe Flacco is starting this game. Once again, what I did want to mention here, I, I saw some all 22 cutups. Elijah Moore is also wide open. So could be a situation where then Flacco starts to look at the film, say, Oh, I've got my other guy over here. I wouldn't expect as big a week. Uh, from Garrett Wilson this week maybe Elijah Moore has one of his Bengals side is a little little strange Uh, the Bengals are there's there's been a lot of chatter about Joe Burrow and him taking sacks and things like that that's part of his game we've known that for two years now even with an improved offensive line Joe Burrow is liable to take sacks he's looking for big plays he's that's what is happening Jamar Chase is safe in this game I think Chase is actually one of the worst matchups for Sauce Gardner if he is out there, which I know he got banged up late in the game as well. What are you thinking on this game?
1: Um, I think this is a get-right game for the Bengals. Uh, The the offense has struggled a bit. I think Mixon's played really well, and Chase has as well. Uh, Like you said, Burrow has held the ball a little bit too long sometimes, but um, I I think we saw a little bit of two different stories uh, in the two weeks where the Steelers were just getting there. And as quick as possible, Watt's getting there every single play. Highsmith is getting there They're blood Last week, it was a little bit different. He was holding the ball a little bit, trying to make some plays. And um, I think we kind of get a little bit more balanced game here. Um, The the Jets aren't a good defense. They don't get to the quarterback a ton really quick. I I think this is a get-right game for the Bengals, which is much, much needed for how they've been struggling off the start. Um, So, yeah, I'm I'm comfortable starting Burrow and – Mixon and uh, Chase T. T, I would say, but it, the offense needs to get rolling, and then the two receivers can really be good. But uh, yeah. and that's why I think this is that game. But I also would like to see it more. To be, I, I think you're playing T for where you drafted him, regardless. But I yeah. think it's like he might be wide receiver three this week, and then we get this right, and then he's you know back to being borderline one.
0: Yeah. For sure. I think this is the mixing game. We saw what Nick Chubb was able to do last week uh, on the back of touchdowns, but the Bengals should be able to move the ball and score some touchdowns here. And I think that they will rely a bit on mixing to get into the end zone. Uh, on the other side, I'm I'm intrigued by starting Elijah Moore. I, I kind of preface that a little bit. I, I'm intrigued by tossing him in a flex. Uh, I yeah. think he's a really good DFS play. I assume he'll be a little cheaper this week, uh, but I don't have too much interest. The Brees Hall-Michael Carter split is not ideal. Michael Carter and Ty Johnson were getting work in this game. Brees Hall saw 26% of snaps, I believe. But it looks like by far the best running back that the Jets have. So his time yeah. is coming. I don't know if it's against this Bengals team, who's been fine against the run through two weeks, I think. So, fine. Maybe not great. Good way to put it, I guess. Uh- <laughs> yeah. And we're both taking Bengals – yeah, comfortably. And points, yeah. Yeah. And then I, I don't,
1: I don't think they uh, let that kind of comeback happen like the Browns just did.
0: Yeah. I'll hit the over because I think there will be yeah. some garbage time scoring in this one as well for the Jets. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. Anything else on this game? Uh, No. Sick. Uh, next one, Buffalo bills, six point favorites going to Miami to face off against the dolphins over under, and this one's 52 and a half. That feels freaking low after what we've seen out of both of these offenses in the most recent sample, which was just a couple days ago. But, uh, yeah, the bills look like the best team in football by a wide, wide margin. Uh, Josh Allen's playing outside of his mind. It doesn't really make sense what he's doing out there. I think he's the best quarterback in all of football. Uh, uh, Stefan Diggs looks like the best receiver in all of football and on, he's just being incredibly efficient. Uh, And they might get Gabriel Davis back in this game, which I think would help them Uh, on the other side of the ball. We know that the story, Tyree kill and Jalen Waddle are pacing for over 2000 yards. I think something insane like that. Uh, And (laughs) so that's not going to happen, but you know what it might, the Bills' secondary got banged up. Dane Jackson, very glad he's okay. Uh, but it looked like he lost his head legitimately uh, on that play, and it was absolutely terrifying. I assume he's not playing this week. So, uh, what do you think is uh, going to happen in this game? Do you think it's going to be another Bills route? I, I think they get off, you know,
1: going strong. But we saw that last week against this Dolphins team, and they, you know, opened up the offense a bit and force fed it to the receivers. I, I. I see what you have here, and I'm worried about it. Because on paper, with what this Bills defense has done and what this offense has done, this is going to be you know, another route. And two is going to struggle. He's going to throw two picks in the first half or something like that. Mm-hmm. But that happened last week, and then he threw like five touchdowns in the second half. So when he was down a shit ton, which could happen here, that's, that's where I'm concerned. That's but the difference is this bills off this bills defense has strategically planned against Tyreek Hill many times now and yep. they've basically based the defense around playing against the chiefs which means right. limiting big plays and getting to the quarterback strategically in in tight lanes to avoid scrambling so uh, while I think there's chances that those two can break away after the catch, I just don't see big long touchdowns again. So I think the bills win easy. but I'm not quite sure the line for two is my worry. Yeah.
0: It's fair. I'm gonna I'm gonna toss some. I said I wanted to talk about their scheme really quick. So the Dolphins really uh, took advantage of play action. And Which is something that all NFL teams are doing, but a Mike McDaniel offense is going to do it very well very well, because the 49ers do that. In this game, you've got two stud safeties that are going to take away the deep areas of the field. Play action is going to be extremely vital. So I think this could be a big moster game because they're going to try to feed him early, maybe a Chase Edmonds game as well. And then they're going to go to that play action because what they need to do is pull the linebackers in, have them bite on the on the play fake, and then open up the intermediate area of the field right behind the linebackers. And that's where Waddle and Tyreek can kill them. I don't know. I saw I saw a lot of good things from Tua thrown across the middle of the field last week. Now that's why I'm he is my lock to sit this week. I don't want to chase the points of last week. I want to Waited out if he has a big game against the bills oh well i missed out i don't want to play him this week but i think if they are to win it's because that play action has made those bills linebackers look like idiots and kind of turned them all around which it could happen it could happen you're right for sure
1: yeah i i they're they have linebackers of note but they're not they're not perfect for that. I mean, they're they're better set to help against the run than the pass, in my opinion. Uh, sure. But they can be that with those two safeties. That's the the right. whole problem with the Bills.
0: Well, that's that's the thing, too. And if the Dolphins start to just hammer that in the intermediate area of the field, it could open up something deep. But you also have Kyrie Elam, who, while he hasn't played well, he's fast. And so he mm-hmm. might. This might be a breakout type of game where he's able to kind of take away some of that deep stuff too. I'm. It's so excited to watch this game though. <laughs>
1: yeah. It, it. I think your sit is right, but I'm just trying to outline. You know where it could go awry is. You look sure. incredible for two and a half quarters, and the last quarter and a half when they have nothing to lose and they're just they break a couple big plays and it kind of saves to his day a bit. Um, sure. you know, it was that last week and then it kind of got past that point to where it was a really good day, you know, so we'll see how it really goes, but I expect the bills to be scoring and yeah. I expect Tua to get sacked by Vaughn. So we'll see how it goes.
0: Yeah. Through two weeks, Tua looks like one of the five best quarterbacks in the NFL, in my opinion. Uh, I think he looked fine week one as well. And so, uh, that's why yeah. I... I'm, it's not a hard like I'm locked i'm I'm not sitting him. I understand if people want to chase the points I get it yeah. uh bill's six point covering easy I think
1: yes okay. it's again <laughs> i yeah. I think they win big it's just it breeds the same game script so it's kind of sure. sure everything's got that well
0: <laughs> yeah but <laughs> You're hitting the over on this, right? Oh,
1: fuck. Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, the Bills alone the Bills Bills could, could score. Over. <laughs> I was just going to say the Bills could score 42 in this game, and then yeah, the Bills will score more than 10. So. The,
1: the Bills could have scored 100 <laughs> on
0: Monday. Oh, for sure. For sure.
1: They, they stopped trying.
0: <laughs> yeah, There's they pulled no their play. guys, too. Yeah, it's crazy team's insane and should win the super bowl this year all right uh, another team that will be vying for a super bowl i almost had mm-hmm. another two teams but then i realized what's happening mm-hmm. here uh so chiefs five and a half point favorites going to indianapolis to take on the colts the over under in this game is 50 and a half uh the chiefs look fantastic i think there there were points last week last thursday on the amazon prime broadcast shout out that that was kind of cool I, I was into it um there were points where I said, well, the Chargers are still playing better than the Chiefs. The Chiefs still have some things to work out uh, on their defense. um, But they've looked pretty sharp on offense. I think that they still have it offensively, despite the new kind of scheme. They're spreading the ball out. Kelsey's kind of the staple still. Clyde Edwards-Alaire is thriving uh, now that he's healthy. Colts not doing well. Not doing well at all. Matt Ryan looks cooked. Uh, Michael Pittman not being out there last week was a major factor, and those receivers last week sucked. Alec Pierce also wasn't out there. Uh, I think those two coming back this week will help keep this game halfway decent. What are you thinking on this game?
1: The only way the Colts can stay in it is if Jonathan Taylor could dominate, uh, which he hasn't done yet, and he faced the Colts and the Jaguars, or the Texans and the Jaguars. So, (laughs) I'm not very high on this. Uh, I think, like you said, Pittman and Pierce being back can be huge. Uh, You could see just a vast absence last week. Uh, Matt Ryan had nothing. Uh, He was holding the ball too long, getting sacked and stripped, and threw bad picks. So, I expect a little bit better performance, but this Chiefs offense is looking good. Clyde Wazelaire is getting basically minimal touches, but capitalizing on every snap. So um, I, I'm looking for more of a grinded-out game from the Chiefs. I just don't think it comes here. I think they dominate. Um, you know, this may be the game that NVS finally catches the ball uh, after people drop him. No, uh, you know, this this would be the week he has, you know, 140 and two touchdowns and then he doesn't catch a ball for the next three
0: weeks. Could um, be. Well, <laughs> so that's, I, that's, a, that's a good moment to bring up. What Andy Reid's comment on Sky Moore today was that he's going to continue seeing more and more snaps each week. They are just kind of yeah. easing him into the offense. I am excited to see what the offense looks like when the better receivers on the field. We all kind of know that Sky Moore, MBS is what he is. Uh, he's a nice deep threat, different receiver than Sky. Yeah, but when they have a consistent guy like Sky that Mahomes can trust and go to. It, Th- that's when the offense is unlocked, and I think Andy Reid knows that. I think Andy Reid knows that yeah. too. So uh, this might not be the game for that, though, for what it's worth, because he's not really seen many snaps at all right now. So uh, yeah. you're fine starting pretty much everyone in this game. If Pittman plays, you're good with that.
1: Yeah, you're playing Pittman for sure. You're playing JT. You're playing uh, Pittman. Um, I-, I think you're playing Juju. I think you're playing Claudio Um But again. I want to – this Chiefs offense is weird. We have to just keep seeing it, and I think it'll be like week eight before we're like, okay, well, this is how it is. We know for a fact now, you know, whenever Edward Zeller is on the field, he's probably getting the ball, and he's going to do something with it because he looks good, or he's catching the ball for a touchdown, you know. Or, you know, it could be completely changed. And at this point, all three running backs of the Chiefs have shared, you know, almost equal goal line work. So we really don't know who the goal line is
0: there. It's it's weird. It is weird. It's it's a very team oriented approach. I think, I think that it's strategic as well. Save those guys for the postseason run. So yes. Um. Okay. Uh. You're taking the Chiefs and points and over. I I'm not sure on the over. The I think it's the
1: under. I think the Colts have scored a total of 20 points in two weeks. That's including the shutout last week. Um, again, the only way the Colts can compete in this game and or win is if Jonathan Taylor is dominating and they're running the ball officially, chain moving with Pittman and Pierce. So if that is the case and the Colts are in this game, it will be a more low scoring game. And sure. if their offense is terrible again, they score seven points. I don't think the Chiefs are scoring 45.
0: Right. So, That's fair. Yeah, I'd, I'd hit the under on this as well. Yeah, for sure. All right, next one, Philadelphia Eagles, six and a half point favorites going to Washington to face off against the Commanders. The over-under is 47 points in this one. This is the Carson Wentz revenge game of some sorts. Uh, Carson Wentz has been up and down his usual up and down self, but has looked pretty good and is pretty fantasy relevant at this point. Uh, Curtis Samuel is apparently the wide receiver one, despite having Terry McLaurin and Jahan Dotson over there. Uh, He has, I believe, 20 targets, I just looked at it. Twenty targets. He's tied for 14th in the NFL in targets already. Uh, so Curtis Samuel's a main piece of this offense. On the other side of the ball, the Eagles looked absolutely fantastic against the Vikings uh, on Monday Night Football. Jalen Hurts looks like a superstar. He doesn't look like a timid thrower of the football anymore. He was confident and he was hucking the ball over the field, and it was glorious to watch. Uh, this game is a little different though. I, I, Divisional games can always get a little dicey. Where do you see this one going? I
1: I mean, I think the Eagles be able to do whatever they want on offense, which will kind of breed more of a do-whatever-you-want uh, from the commander's side. Uh, Gibson got carries. and He kind of fell into the end zone. He didn't look really efficient on the ground. He was still efficient through the air, but through the air he was losing snaps from Kissick last week. Um mm-hmm. So I think we get another dose here of, you know, lessons yet again where I I think the Eagles score most possessions. So commanders will be down. Uh, Not that they can't get back in it, but they will be down. Uh, So I want to see the snap counts and the passing game from Gibson and McKissick. I want to see if Gibson looks a little bit better on the ground this week. I I doubt it. Uh, Dalvin Cook struggled, uh, which is fair when you have, you know, that D-tackle room uh, yeah. <laughs> that the Philadelphia Eagles have. And the Eagles just, defense looked great on every level last week. Uh, so I want to see how that continues this week. Um, if they picked off Kirk Cousins that much in prime time, uh, I think they can pick off Whites as much this week. But, you know, there's there's a lot of talent in that wide receiver room and the running best and catch. So this could be a, a, a high-scoring affair, and I almost expect it to be.
0: Sure. I almost made Terry McLaurin my lock to sit this week. He gets the Darius Slay matchup for the most part. And I think that Wentz has found comfortability in throwing to Curtis Samuel and Jahan Dotson as well. And Logan Thomas worked his way back, got on the field quite a bit more last week. So it's just tough saying to sit a guy like Terry McLaurin.
1: Yeah, but I think it's a bit of progression from Wentz as a quarterback, which is hard to say out loud. Um, But I think this season, the two games we've seen, hey, they're working their butts off to cover Terry. Let me throw the other two that are wide open. And it's been moving. So I expect the same thing with Slay, you know, obviously taking a lot of Terry McLaurin. I'd be interested to see if he moves around the field. I know he kind of did that with Jefferson, but Jefferson's a little bit different tier than Terry. So we'll see how it goes. If he does move with Terry, I expect, you know, not a shutout of McLaurin by any means, but uh, I expect uh, heavy usage, especially around the red zone of Dotsing's. So that's what we've seen. And Dinkin dunked to Curtis Samuel and the running backs and Thomas.
0: Yeah. I, I like this offense. A lot of good pieces.
1: It's, uh, it's you know, you got to ride the the wave, the Wentz wave. Yeah.
0: I, I don't like riding it. I also think that he's going to be in his head in this game a little bit for what it's worth. Uh, or he could come out and be perfect. Who knows? That's Carson Wentz for you. Uh, <laughs> I'm taking the Eagles and the points and the over in this game. Yep. Are you going the same way? Yep. Hundred percent. I I will say I think the Commanders can keep it to a touchdown game, but six and a half. I'll still take the Eagles. So yeah, it's just. It,
1: I I think they go up two scores late to kind of seal it.
0: For sure. All right, next one. Detroit Lions uh, going to Minnesota to take on the Vikings. Vikings are six-point favorites in this game, and the over-under is 53. I'll just say right now, over over on this game. I I know the Vikings' Vikings. Vikings,
1: If the Vikings have an offense this week, then yes.
0: Which they will. The Eagles' defense is much better than the Lions for what it's worth. Uh, Goff is looking good and he is throwing to Amin St. Brown who looks like a top ten receiver in the NFL right now. He is I believe wide receiver three in PPR leagues at this point. And he is I believe he has caught eight passes or more in the last eight games, uh dating back to week thirteen of last year. That's incredible. He's a stud. Start him no matter what against everyone. Uh he's a he's a lock in your lineup Um, Other side of the ball, we just talked about it. Vikings struggled on Monday, but week one, they looked fantastic. Justin Jefferson, we know what he did in week one. Uh, I I know you have a sit in this game, though.
1: Yeah, so I'm sitting Thielen. He got a touchdown to kind of save it. Uh, I believe he had no targets going into the fourth quarter. Uh, There seems to be an overemphasis on this offense of just hyper-targeting Justin Jefferson, and now that Irv Smith is healthy, uh, he's the second option. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then it's kind of a fight of Osborne, who's kind of medium to deep kind of guy. And Thielen's the quick guy. And and my major concern is last week, they could not get anything going medium to deep. It made sense to throw to Thielen, and they did not. (laughs) Yes, I think that's a little bit schematic instead of you know, Kirk hating Thielen all of a sudden. Um and you know, last year Thielen didn't have this high yardage or receptions total. It was his usual just touchdowns kinda of helping him a bit. He just fine I mean it's not happening this year the same way. So if they're gonna focal point everyone else, I'm just sitting Thielen. Honestly I'm trading Thielen for the name value. Uh it's it's been atrocious. Um I think he's been the third-best receiver, no question. And now that Er Smith is actually healthy and involved in the offense, I'm very, very worried.
0: Yeah. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I'm, I'm into that. He's more of the Van Jupp percent in this offense than the Robert Woods, if that makes sense, with Kevin O'Connell coming over from. Somehow well, makes sense and doesn't at the same time. I, I know. It doesn't. <laughs> it really doesn't. But that's kind of the, the usage and, and kind of, I think, what the – I think they're going to get Osborne more involved because Osborne wasn't as involved this last game. Last game wasn't indicative of things moving forward, though. For what's no. other than the the Jefferson targets remaining very high, that will continue for sure. And I I think the only thing you could take away was Jefferson is the focal point
1: clearly. Ersmith is the t- the second option, and that's yeah. kind of what we heard. You know, schematically from the off season, it's just he was hurt all off season. So we yeah. didn't actually get to see it. And he didn't really, he was out there week one, but he wasn't really, we kind of saw it this week. And, you yeah. know, obviously he had a good day and he could have had an even better day. I think we're going to get a little bit in between each week now.
0: Yeah, for sure. I'm starting Kirk Cousins in this game, by the way. I know everyone, yes. this is not a primetime game, so you're fine. It'll be <laughs> yes, it's a noon game. He thrives. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Vikings and over for me.
1: I uh, I think I'll t- – I won't take the points in the Vikings. Okay. But I think the Vikings win.
0: Okay. I that I think that's fair. And with my feelings on the Lions, I can't believe I just picked against them so easily. Like, what the hell? <laughs> you <laughs> said it, it. Now we got to move on.
1: <laughs>
0: I know. All right. Uh, next one, Saints at Panthers. Saints are three-point oh. favorites in this game. Over Oops. under 40 and a half. Yeah, this is a gross game. Uh Jameis Winston's hurt, Alvin Kamara did not play this last week, did he? Right? He didn't he, did he, he didn't suit up. He um, has the
1: same rib injuries as Herbert, uh, but he's not uh a quarterback you know, quarterback and the whole <laughs> team. Uh well he is Fair. kind of the whole team, it's a running back, and in theory he's getting hit a lot more, so he's sad. I think there's a good chance he plays. It's just it's against the Panthers. This yeah. is a game you need to win if you're the Saints team, especially with playoff aspirations. But it's not like the Panthers have been scoring.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, they've looked really bad over the last couple of weeks. Um,
1: and it, it, this could be a get right game on the ground for the Saints, which they haven't had the opportunity to. Uh, against the Browns, who definitely played, you know, or not, not the Browns, but uh, against the Falcons, you played, you know kind of inspired football week one, and the Bucks are always a stout run defense. Uh so and with Kamara out they weren't gonna get much done. So this is kind of a get right game for that aspect of the offense and maybe take yeah. some of the pressure off Jameis with him being banged up.
0: Yeah. This is the Chris Olave breakout game in my opinion. I think he uh, has looked fantastic, but all three receivers for the Saints have looked good. Jarvis Landry, Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas has a nose for the end zone once again. Uh so you're, you're loving it. He's going to end up like a fantasy wide receiver one this year and be the best value in everything. Um, my need more info this week is DJ Moore, meaning I need more info from this game. I need to see how they work to incorporate him into the offense. Baker has struggled. Baker has struggled, but I also think that there are a lot of different factors playing into that. I think that offensive line has, has really, really struggled to – uh, you know, keep clean pockets. And we know that Baker Mayfield needs a clean pocket. I also think Baker doesn't want to force feed anyone after his experience with Cleveland. And he's fine kind of dishing the ball out, but he's not fine taking checkdowns than and he needs to be. Uh, so, yeah,
1: he's he's playing a bit too much uh, hero ball, which is, you know, that's Baker. Um, yeah. But that's why he got hurt and that's yep. why he struggled. So, he, like you said, he needs to just check down more. Uh, not necessarily always the legacy MC, but there's always a shorter route that you can throw uh, to yeah. gain yards. And that's usually Baker's problem is he'll end up just holding the ball, screen and getting sacked for 10 yards. And now they're way behind the change. And then you, th- you screen, and the- it's just terrible. Uh, Need more info on DJ Moore is fun, especially because Marshawn Lattimore did not get
0: suspended, uh, and, unlike Mike Evans. So, <laughs> Which is strange to me, but I get it. I get it. Evans laid him out. It was a great, great hit. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 a tough matchup for DJ Moore too. So I, I'm I have to start him in a couple places. Of course, I am. It's DJ Moore. I think that he could easily have a breakout game uh, out of nowhere. That's what DJ Moore does. So I just need to see it. I think before I'm comfortable with it. I'll take the Saints and the under. Yeah, both
1: offenses have been pretty abysmal.
0: Yeah, for sure. All right, uh, next one. Speaking of, uh, Houston Texans against the Chicago Bears. Bears are three-point home favorites. Over-under is 40. I don't really want to talk about this this game uh, because Luke Getze pissed me off on Sunday (laughs) night. Uh, I cut up Justin Fields' 16 dropbacks over the course of 60 minutes and his 11 pass attempts just – irresponsible play calling, uh, and I think yeah. they know that. Uh, Justin Fields, I do expect to have a big week in in this game, surprisingly, uh, because I think that they do bounce back and kind of get things going in the right direction. On the other side of the ball, the Texans looked terrible last week. Uh, my Brandon Cooks calls not looking good right now because Davis Mills has not looked as good as I thought he might. Um, in fact, he's been pretty... Pretty rocky, uh, and I would not be comfortable starting Brandon Cooks at this point. Uh, My pause right now, I guess our pause a little bit, uh, Darnell Mooney, I think that despite me thinking Justin Fields is going to have a big game, I'm not even certain that it's going to be because of Darnell Mooney. I think it's just going to be, he's going to find the open receiver, which he missed a lot in this last game too. So I... I need to see more from Mooney because he has, I think, one catch on the year, right? Like he, he legitimately, one it's, catch for negative yardage. So.
1: Yeah. And again, we, we throw it week one, but last week we also throw it again, which is a whole different story. Um, yeah. it, the fact that in a game you're losing the whole time that you just don't throw the ball is pretty ridiculous. Um, for what it's it worth, though. Uh, Montgomery looked really good, especially on outside zone plays and stretches uh, where it's kind of like one cut. He looked absolutely explosive Um, and kind of quick like dive and one cuts as well. Uh, Mm -hmm. Herbert looked really good. So I think they can work well in multiple aspects. And I think Monty, who is my start of the week, Dave Montgomery, he has looked really good. He got everything we wanted except the touchdown last week. I think he falls in the end zone this week for sure. Uh, The Texans have not really been a good run defense so far. I think Montgomery can carry this game a bit. Uh, And I think what's going to really help Fields, which helps your point here, is play action game. And I think that can be excelling in this game where the Texans don't really have the greatest pass rush. They have really one corner who, while he is an elite man-to-man corner, that does usually come with a little bit of pass interference calls. And me once we saw this last week. Uh, so I think we get a little bit of that. And that number one will be Mooney. Um, so we'll see how it kind of goes. I think Mooney can beat him deep one of these plays. and But, uh, you know, if it's straight up man-to-man on that side of the field, I think I'm taking Stingley Jr. Uh, right now, even though he's a rookie. Right. But he's looked – everything is advertised, everything we scouted so far. So uh, almost to a T, looking great. Mike grabbed a little bit too much. <laughs> We've seen everything. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, like you said, the, the play calling the abysmal. It was almost back to Nagy last year. Bullshit. Um, worse. The other side of the this ball, worse. like you said, Mills has not look good. Cooks hasn't been astounding because he hasn't been just overly fed, like what this right. offense kind of usually works well as. Uh, it's been a little bit spreading and it hasn't worked out that well. Uh, I will say in the touches that Pierce got, which was an increased share in the second week, he looked pretty electric with the ball. Um, and the Bears have a decent run defense, like in the middle. Uh, I do think Pierce excels on the outside anyways. So I, I think he could have a decent game.
0: Yeah. I'm going to take the Bears in this game uh, and probably the under. I think they win like 7 to nothing. I don't know. Seven and nothing, a la Iowa, where they get two safeties and a field goal because they oh, refuse man. to throw the football. No, I, not f- I felt so.
1: It's so. If you have to watch Iowa football, I feel so bad for you. <laughs> that's uh, rough, man. And hey, these they, they have a—they have a children's hospital right next to it. My God, that's, that's, that's what they have to that. watch.
0: Yeah, who are you? Uh, so much better games thinking?
1: on. <laughs> <laughs> um, I. I'm going to go the Texans, uh, simply because I did not like that play calling last week. Um, I do think the Bears should win this game. Uh, I do think Montgomery should dominate this game. But if they throw the ball 15 times, I think the Texans can win. So until I see a redemption of this play calling, I'm going to go against them.
0: Yeah, for sure. All right. On to that. Easy. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> under for sure. No, no doubt in this game under. Uh All right. Afternoon slate Jacksonville Jaguars heading to Los Angeles to take on the Chargers. Chargers are seven point home favorites. The over under in this game is 47 points. Uh The Jaguars look fantastic last week. It was Trevor Lawrence's best game as a pro. He threw, I believe, two touchdowns when all of a sudden done. Christian Kirk looks electric. James Robinson looks like a top 10 running back in the NFL already off his Achilles. Uh, Travis Etienne has been relegated to not even the 1B, I would say the RB2 for this team. Uh, He's getting some passing down work, but it's not enough to make him fantasy relevant at this point. Um, We're
1: kind of going to see this week because he got more work week one and Robinson had a good day, especially on the ground. And then Robinson had more work this last week, but they were winning, which isn't the game script I predict here unless Herbert right. sits
0: so <laughs> which he apparently was looking like himself already uh that's the other side of the ball Herbert got hurt pretty bad we saw it on Thursday night football uh cracked ribs i believe right yeah cartilage yes. rib cartilage yeah. i think is what it is and those. i
1: think you're i
0: think there's something with like a like
1: back plate um like rib protector that you can't wear in practice but you can't wear in games for some it's we're oh, yeah. so, uh, we'll see how it. I, I think he might, they might run the ball a bit in the first couple drives and let him get a little bit loose with everything. Uh, but I do expect a bounce back game from Herbert, and I think this could be a really good game. Um, I do too. I'm not sure. I think
0: the, do you think, I think the Jaguars are going to win the AFC South,
1: by the way? What's up? Do you think Kirk is as good of a day? Um, is that just because uh, he's got targets? Because it does I believe JC Jackson will be playing. That's
0: who he's no, getting. Mean, I think Zay Jones has kind of a pretty good day here. And I think Evan Ingram's gonna get the ball. I think James Robinson will be more involved in the passing game and ETN. Uh, I, I do think that Kirk is gonna get his. I don't think he's gonna be this wide receiver one that he has been. I think it, you temper the expectations. Wide receiver two, still start him, feel good about it. Yeah. Um but, biggest
1: question, I think, is, uh, is this the first big game of Eckler?
0: I was going to ask if you're worried about him, because I would say no with what his usage has been. Um, and I know it's been different scripts, but in yeah. this script, in this game script where we think they're going to be up most of the game, do they turn to their Josh Kelly, their Sonny Michelle, because they don't want to risk hurting Eckler? Um i don't know man Let's see i don't know that really hasn't been the case
1: in the past it it, hasn't, you know you're right so i don't expect it now but they do have sony who i think they trust more um yeah I which
0: has been good man i mean he
1: has but i think that could be a big factor having them too um but it really just depends how the game goes i i like I, I'm not ecstatic thinking the Jaguars can score like 28 points necessarily, especially against this team and this pass rush and everything. Um, but I do think Echo can have a better day. I'm not really scared off with uh, that run defense. I mean, Fedakusi, Ferecus, I believe yeah. is how it's pronounced. Yeah. was uh, one of the better Fedakasi. Run- Fedakasi.
0: I knew I was wrong, <laughs>
1: but I was like, I don't know why. Um, he's one of the better run-stuffing D tackles. So up the middle could be an issue, but that's not really Eckler's game anyways. So right. we should I, – I am hoping for a better day. I'm hoping for more, a more consistent day from Mike Williams uh, and probably just playing Everett at this point for my yeah. 12 points.
0: For sure. <laughs> uh, if Keenan Allen plays, you play him. I'm comfortable playing him, Mike, Everett, Eckler, pretty much everything. Yes. In this yeah. game. Except Palmer. You don't play Palmer. No, no. Which, he was a final. His touchdown saved it at the end there.
1: Uh, True, but still.
0: Yeah. Uh, I'm taking the Chargers in this game, and the points, and the over. I'm I'm all in on offense this week, clearly. I I think I've picked, (laughs) like, two unders right now.
1: It's been a lot of good
0: matchups, though. That's true. That's true. Uh, Next one, Falcons versus Seahawks. One and a half point. Favorite for Seattle, over under 42 in this game. Uh Kyle Pitts has not been super involved. Drake London is already having a breakout rookie year. Uh, there's been some weird questions from the media. Arthur Smith is saying this isn't fantasy po- football. I'm trying to win games. Falcons are 0-2. He's failing <laughs> at all of it. Uh, so, I don't know. Marietta do you- looks good, though. I-, I think this could be a good break. Right? game
1: for Pitts. I think it's a little bit squeaky wheel, not sure. you know he's not doing it, but I think it's a little bit of like, oh well, you're not winning. Why aren't you getting Pitts more involved in the offense like it was last year kind of thing? So I think you can get a, a little bit of a get right game this week. Seahawks are already bottom ten in the league against tight ends and they played backups last yeah. week. Uh George Kittle did not play against them. Uh they yeah. they played against Alberto, who did nothing, and not even Dolchich, just a random array of Bronco tight ends, and then Ross Dwelly uh and yeah. got and are you know among the worst in the league against tight ends. I think that continues this week and pitch has a good day. The only thing is, uh he, strangely, the only time he's lined up at tight end, he's not gonna target. So I think that needs to kind of really change for this mm-hmm. offense to evolve into what it needs to be to actually win a game, which they haven't done. And this is a very winnable game. It uh, is. I think Terrell, who has kind of struggled this year, can do a good job of locking up DK. Obviously, jump balls excluded. There's not much he can do at that point, as we saw last week. Yeah, um, yeah we did. But, yeah, I expect this could be another good locket day. I think Pitts could have a little bit of a bounce back. I think Patterson should do well. I think London can do well. So I think this could be a fantasy relevant game while it's not a high scoring game. And I also, for my players to need to know more on, and I think we kind of discussed it a bit more, it's the Seattle running backs and not necessarily, well, the Falcons have played really good against the run so far. It's not really the matchup I'm worried about. It's, now that we had Walker back, and I think they kind of infused him into the offense more than they needed to last week, I want to see more of a true split this week after he's gotten a little bit of you know, injury rust off. Uh, I want to see what they're actually trying to do because he did not really look that efficient. Uh, I think Penny looked a bit better, and he struggled as well. So I think this may not be the get-right game, but I just want to see the snap usage for them.
0: Yeah. I think Penny's going to have a big day, man because I, I, I everyone's I mean, out on him. I saw advice to not s- drop out. him, to drop oh, Rashad no. Penny. Hell I no. think that's terrible fantasy advice for what it's worth. Uh, well, don't drop it, Rashad Penny.
1: So the Falcons played, obviously they played the Saints and Camara, who was a little banked up near the end, and they couldn't really get it going up the middle, and then they were down big, so they were throwing more. So it's kind of hard to use that game script. You know, last week they played – Why am I blanking? (laughs) Uh, uh, The 49ers. 49ers. And the game, you know, they did not, you know, stop the run necessarily, but they didn't have any explosive running backs of note to face. Uh, And then, you know, once Jimmy G kind of got – he kind of came in and got a couple touchdowns. It was a grinded-out game pretty much to a halt. It didn't matter past 10. The Falcons couldn't really get going except throw to Drake London. So I don't expect – I don't really know the full extent of how good this rush defense is for, uh, for Atlanta, uh, but I don't expect – Oh, uh, well, sorry. Not the Rams. Rams. thank that's you. That's my fault. I was like, no, that's not right. But I was. Well, with uh, the Seahawks, yeah. I, but but I Rams, thought you were
0: talking about the Seahawks.
1: Yeah. Same thing, though. They kind of gave up some runs, but nothing mm-hmm. explosive. So I want to see how Seattle does.
0: For sure. I feel you there. Uh In this game, I'm taking the Falcons. Uh I think the Seahawks are a good team, too. but I I think the Arthur Smith offense uh, will be better this week. Um Seahawks will go
1: eight or nine wins and not win this one, huh? All right. Um, no,
0: six. <laughs> six wins, damn it. <laughs> you said eight, motherfucker. <laughs> no, 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 no. We'll go back to the show and look at that. There's no way I had eight wins for that. <laughs> yes, no, I don't think so. Um, right. <laughs> well, that was also with Drew Lock, for what it's worth. I'm kind of bummed.
1: Still, though, it's
0: probably worse with Drew Locke. Uh I'm taking the Falcons and an the under here. So yes, same. Sweet. All right, uh, we're gonna zip through these last four. So Packers at Buccaneers. Buccaneers are one and a half point favorites. Uh, over under forty one and a half. Bucks offenses look pretty bad. Uh, Brady was very very frustrated. He was slamming shit on the sidelines, which is, you know, peak Brady. He's got a rough home life right now, though, so you can't blame him. Uh, and he's going to be without Mike Evans. He probably is without Chris Godwin for another week. They signed Cole Beasley. Uh,
1: could be without Julio again.
0: Could be without – yeah, this this offense is in, in rough shape. Uh, Packers get right game. Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon were fed the rock. Sammy Watkins got going. Uh, on Sunday Night Football, he just pushed it back a week because of the extra week. Um, so I don't, I don't know. What do you, what do you think is going to happen in this game? Because I think
1: this is going to be kind of a slugfest. Um, we we've known the Bucks to be kind of a. It's strangely enough when the Bucks team kind of first formed with Brady, the Packers won big and handedly, you know. But since then, it's been Bucks all the way, and it's been kind of more of a slugfest. Uh, the, I don't think this Packers offense is explosive. I think where they thrive is the running backs, and the and run game and passing the running backs. That's going to be stifled this big against this Bucks from seven and uh, struggle for a second there. Uh, <laughs> oh, four, five, seven. Uh, but, but that's what this defense is meant for is to stop the run and stop throwing to the running backs and, that's what these speed linebackers are for, Devin White and Levante David. So I think that's where they could struggle. Uh, the return of Alan Lazard last week, he had a big game, quote unquote. But uh, a lot of times where he was out there for all the all the snaps and all these routes, he didn't really get the ball that much. It was still spread around a lot. So I don't expect a huge game from him. And even then, the secondary for the Bucks, while it isn't maybe you know the top end names or something, it does play really well. So I don't expect huge day for the Packers' offense. I definitely don't expect a huge day for the Bucks offense. So I think this could be a lot more low scoring than people think. I think it could be close to what – I think the Cowboys' book should have been week one, which would have been like 16 to 10 or something, but the Cowboys' offense was holding at a level terrible. So yeah. I think it will be a little bit closer. But I think this is going to be like a 17-10, 17-13 game.
0: Yes. I'll take the under in this one as well. Uh, yeah. oh, I, I still –
1: I'll take the box. I'm (laughs) taking the Packers in this one.
0: I think the Packers do pull us out. I think Aaron Jones was running with a purpose uh, after not getting a ton of touches in week one. And I think he still will. It's going to be a little more difficult this week, Um, but I'm curious to see if Bakhtiari plays uh, because they don't know yet. But if he plays, I feel good about the passing offense and that will be an Aaron Jones game. I think. Yes. If
1: if Aaron has more time this week, I think that offense can open up a bit more. I right. don't expect Bakhtiari to play, which limits the time against this defense, which leads to more quick passes, which is where the Bucks defense thrives. So that's why I just have it as a low scoring affair. With the Bucks, you know, kind of eking it out. A little bit of home field advantage here. And uh yeah. Brady just kind of limps over the finish line of the game. Sure.
0: Throwing Russell good. Gage 15 times. Cole Beasley, baby. Uh, <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, next one, Los Angeles Rams, three and a half point favorites going to Arizona to face off against the Cardinals. This game is a 48 and a half point line. Uh, it feels high, but Rams Cardinals always high scoring games. Um, Allen Robinson came alive a little bit last week. Cooper cup got his get a little bit. Like I said, just a little bit. Um, the Rams were an interesting. They were another team that kind of took their foot off the gas and kind of almost blew the game. That uh, we could have been talking about another blown uh, lead and, and really should have. Week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Cup and Tyler Higby's been getting targets despite being kind of bad with all of them. Like he, he's got twenty two targets or twenty targets. Or something he's two or two. he's in the. He's, yeah, he's tied with, uh, with Curtis Samuel. I do remember seeing that. So he's 14th in the league in targets, which is nuts, especially when he's dropped like half, half of them, at least half of them. He's, he's not good. Um,
1: and and Wallow looked good against this defense last week as well as, you know, Renfro. Uh, I think Adams could have, but I think it was a little bit different game plan. Whereas the Rams are going to, you know, exploit the weaknesses, I think, a bit better. Um, just from what they have, and I think it's going to be another big day from Cup and Igby, uh, and I expect Robinson to kind of struggle.
0: Yeah, I, I could see it. I, I would just start everyone in this game, including Greg Dortch, as, assuming that he's healthy, uh, Boy, or or that Rondale's not healthy. I guess if funny. Rondale can get out of this field,
1: you can, you know, can man. literally see where he's supposed to be on every snap, like. Yeah. It, yep. You could see that they just like almost have a whole arm cut off and the yep. other arms cut off as well because Hopkins is out. So, they, this offense is just trying to figure it out. If James Conner's not playing, which even if he is, this is kind of not a really run defense you want to attack necessarily, especially with the addition of Wagner. Um, so, Kyle's going to have to win this, and I'm sure he can. <laughs> he can.
0: He's probably playing Xbox right now, or PlayStation, whatever he plays. I don't know. Well, all um, I know
1: is he played terribly in the first half, and he played his ass off in the second. So, uh, he did. He could play whatever he wants if he does that again. That's true. He played yeah. Hero Ball and won.
0: Uh, it was like vintage course. Russell Wilson back when he used to do that it all was. the time.
1: And it was an ugly game, just like every Russell Wilson game. That's true. Huh. Yeah
0: uh I, but i do start everyone in this game for sure and it, the only yeah. thing the the rams running backs i'm out on for now like i don't want to start either of them until i know what yeah. the split is going to be so.
1: exactly and you know the cardinals they've been decent against the rock no, like nothing ridiculous but they've been all right uh returning jj watt this week was helpful um yeah. so i think i agree kind of it best maybe a flex play of them um I, me personally, I think I'm sitting Robinson just to wait and see another week. Um, but I'm definitely playing Rondell. If
0: he's playing, he's oh shot up on my starts. There's no question. I'm actually bumping him in my dynasty rankings without him playing a snap. When I update. Tonight. It's crazy. It's great. I yeah. I mean, I've seen it before, but it's with,
1: you know, it's with the Hopkins. It's with Devontae. It's, you know, Right. It's not this. <laughs> it's not yeah. like, oh, it's the gadget guy, the move piece. And yep. It's so it, weird. And they're trying, they're, they're trying so hard to make anyone work. But yeah. you can't replicate Rondell more.
0: No. But think of all the work. Like Dorch has been fantasy relevant for two weeks now. And he, I think he had 15 points last week, man. He's relevant.
1: Yeah. Re- relevant. It's just not.
0: Let's see. He's wide receiver twenty two on the year. That's I know, that's your right? Rondale, except plus more. So, I, uh-huh. yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, uh, I don't know who I'm. I, I'm taking the Rams in this game, but yes, points. Yeah, I, point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I don't really think the Cardinals are very good. Honestly, I I think that that was no. But, of a but again, we haven't
1: way. seen the final form of either side of this Cardinals team, so. That's we'll, fair.
0: we'll see. Yeah, for sure. All right. Uh, Sunday night football this week. 49ers against the Broncos. 49ers are one and a half point favorites in this game. Over under is 45. That is high. That is extremely high yeah, when you're longer. talking about. Yeah, when you're <laughs> talking about what the Broncos offenses look like. Russ might be cooked. Yeah. I'm 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 gonna put that take out there. I put it out there a couple times, kind of like jokingly. Russ might be cooked. And the reason I keep saying this, every time he throws a deep ball, it looks like the Peyton Manning deep ball when Peyton Manning had to have neck surgery in yeah. like two years of football. And it's, I'm, I'm concerned. I, I don't know if it's just timing is the other
1: thing. Be. Uh, because he's, you know, his deep ball is the last two years. I mean, his whole career has been astounding. But the way he's been like arcing it and hitting the right spot it also could be just a different atmosphere, of, you know, of Denver. Um I mean, I'm just getting used to it all. I think there's some bounce back there. My biggest thing uh, was I thought they've been able to run the ball all year without question. But I thought this offense really struggled when Jerry Judy got hurt. Uh, it's kind of what I've always – what I've been fighting for all this year, I think he is going to be a vital aspect of moving this offense up and down the field with Sutton continuing to be the big play monster, which he continued to be, but he can pretty much only get a jump ball or he's somehow completely wide open, not from route running in my opinion, neither um, in these last two games. It's it's where he's kind of broken play, made a play. And that's what we've been hearing all camp. If it's a broken play, it's going Sutton, but to move the ball, they need Judy and he was not at practice today we'll see how it goes it's Sunday Night football I think he could play I think they need him to play and to win and this is a big win which is very much to uh, for the Broncos uh, however the 49ers have played Russell Wilson a ton I I, I yeah. think they'll be ready I think they'll be an efficient game um I'm curious how much Debo gets used in the backfield this week um Just with – it's basically Jeff Wilson and And kind of Mason. Mason. That's it. Uh, They signed Marlon Mack. Uh, And Tevin (laughs) Cole into the practice squad. Yeah, so you know it's bad. Um, So I think d is going to get more usage. I think IU gets more usage actually through the year. This team's going to throw more now with Jimmy G back at the helm. I expect this to be 24-21, 24-18, 24-17, 21-17, you know, the normal. Oh, really? Well, actually, it can't be. It's Russell Wilson. It'll be 23-19. to 19. It's Russell. Yeah. I, I don't know what the hell he does. Yeah. He puts That's some s- hex on every game that it can't be a normal score.
0: See, I don't think it, I don't think this is going to be a close game. I think the 49ers really? are going to win by a lot. I do. I think the Broncos – I think the, the Broncos,
1: think Broncos like- defense keeps them.
0: Their defense, true, and what is the 49ers offense going to do with Russell Wilson having the sideline yell out, run or pass every every play? I, I get the meme of it, but
1: he was trying to help.
0: He was trying to help, but they were everyone,
1: struggling was,
0: everyone was looking at him offense. like, you're an idiot, dude, get away from me, and no one was doing it, and it's so funny to me. Everyone hates Russell Wilson. That's what I've learned in the last year. I didn't realize all the all of his former teammates hate him, but – well, Do not hate him.
1: You got to remember the situation there, though, and he—he's been—he should have left Seattle, and him should have amicably broke up last off season. Yeah, and they didn't, and he got hurt. It—it it, it bred some bad things.
0: Yeah. So, for sure. Uh, back to players for a second. If Judy's out in this game, I mean, I, mean, I you actually you sport. are, but like, I feel like you aren't cool with it. I think like you can just focus on Sutton at that point. And I think Sutton and Judy help each other when they're on the field yeah. together. So like you're saying, so they're, I'm they're, a little worried. They're
1: an amazing compliment to each other. It's For a sure. good receiver core. They built here, especially when they would have Tim Patrick, uh, which could help ease this Jerry Judy where they wouldn't almost need to almost kind of force him at 80% to play in a certain aspect. Um, yeah. It is a shoulder injury it is a receiver. 20 play with it every week. You know, it's just it – it was a big thing last week. You got hit hard. I think you can get back out there this week. It, but they need him desperately. I am picking the the 49ers, though.
0: Yeah. I'll take the 49ers under, but 49ers comfortably covering their one-and-a-half point spread here.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, you know, Russell was a game, though. That's true.
0: It. That's true. It's going to be 23-22. Um,
1: I don't even know how the hell you get that, but it's going to be. <laughs>
0: We could see it uh, Monday night football, Dallas Cowboys versus the New York giants giants are one point favorites in this game. Insane to me. Uh, over under is 39. Why is this? Now I hear people when they said, why are the bears on Sunday night football agreed? I think this game would have been a lot better had it been Dak Prescott and Dalton Schultz might not even be out there in this game, which I don't know what the Cowboys are going to do then. I mean, I'm gonna to turn to Jake Ferguson, I think. Noah um, Brown and Noah Brown, yeah, Noah Brown and CD Lamb, and uh, this game sucks. I don't want to watch it. I I want I want to play CD Lamb. I want to play Zeke. Fine, sure. Not, don't really love it, and I'll play Pollard, and that's it. And Saquon. Question. No. If Gallup can play, are you playing? Him? Nope. Absolutely. Okay. Not. Just
1: wanted it out there. Yeah, I agree. I'm sitting it. I a just weave. wanted it out there. Yeah, because I, a I think with the long week, there's a chance this week. Uh, apparently, he's been kind of close. Um, you can tell from the Noah Brown usage what Gallup is going to mean to this offense once Stacks back. So, yeah,
0: which could be next week. Could be. Theory. Could be. Probably won't be. It'll probably be a little longer. But we've seen that injury where it he you can come back. Quicker. It just sucks. It's just throwing hand. Um, yeah. No giants wide receiver should ever touch your fantasy line of even Sterling yeah. Shepard who he had nine points last week. Um, you know, I, I, think he could pop off for a big game, but you're not going to really know. And it's just kind of a low ceiling play. I, he, I,
1: t- Tony seems to be in a doghouse. Uh, he's pretty much droppable. I'd say uh, Kenny Galladay was never rosterable. Yeah. Um, so it's it's literally just Shepard it was kind of my argument there um yeah. to where I think he he's relevant uh, especially in deeper leagues as uh, so a flex play but um you know you're pretty much expecting you know 910 to like a max of 18 yeah. so it's it's a worse version of Jacoby Myers right now
0: yeah. Yeah. Uh, over under Michael Parsons sack total. I'm putting the over under at two and a half.
1: Well, no, they, they 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 got the young stud tackles. Uh,
0: they did. Daniel so, Jones is still the most pressured quarterback in football. I saw today.
1: was Daniel Jones. Uh,
0: I will take the over. <laughs> I think he's getting three sacks in this game. And it's
1: not even, and that's with I wanted to give the proper props to the young stud tackles. Uh I mean, the all looks pretty Micah, good. Is generational, yeah. Uh, he is, yeah, <laughs> he is, he's
0: insane. He's the fastest player to how many ever sacks, or he has the most sacks in his first, whatever, career he, game. He's
1: absolutely, he is an absolutely game record.
0: Yep, yeah. it's insane. I, I missed on his eval pretty hard. I, he ended up being my linebacker one, and it didn't matter because also he's an edge oh, rusher. Now, but our,
1: our, but our major concerns, well, your major concern, my. Biggest concern, but not a major concern, was his pass coverage as a right. middle linebacker. Yeah. Uh, because he wasn't like a true Mike linebacker, and that's what we're seeing in Dallas. Yep. And they're not trying to make him that. Yeah. And that's perfect. Because he's yep. he's covering well in a shallow zone, which is where he's going to thrive, because he can read and react. And he's blitzing heavily from that position. He's making good tackles. And when he's rushing, he's dominant. So uh, he's, he's being used perfectly. And I think the Giants win somehow. I don't know how they're doing it now. I'm, I'm going to think they win again. Um, you know, baby.
0: Go Giants. Uh, and it'll
1: be the only three wins they have all year somehow. Uh,
0: <laughs> I actually do think the Giants win this game as well. So
1: I don't um, know. It's just a Monday night game, so I'm picking them. <laughs> and hammer the other. I will say Cooper Rush didn't look terrible.
0: He looked pretty good. For what it's worth. Good. Yeah. I mean, if he threw uh, 11 pass attempts, he would have looked pretty bad, though. So, true. Uh, you know. So, all right. Um, that'll do it. Uh, no uh, under. So under and yes. Giants is what we picked here. Okay. Yes. Now it'll do it. Uh, and over on Michael Parsons sacks. Yes. Um. All right, guys. That'll do it for this episode. Uh, this X is you know there's no waiver wire. We will be back on Monday though. Uh, because yeah, there's no chance I care about watching that game. So yeah, absolutely not. We can go live at halftime or whatever, but well,
1: they're just, it wasn't even like we cared about the Monday night games necessarily. Uh, it was just, there's no, like, and even when you watch the broadcast, there was no good time for those games as it was, There's no good time to jump in to do a show to where it sure. was like intermission, you know, yeah. <laughs>
0: So, but yeah, we'll be back on Mondays. Uh, This was just a a random week. We will have waiver advice next week as well. Uh, And so we'll be back at the the normal schedule. Good luck on your fantasy matchups this week. Uh, I've learned that I suck at redraft. Um, No, my record's not that bad, but uh, I'm much better in dynasty leagues. And I think that plays. I think that I, that's how I've kind of built my whole (laughs) mindset, but you know, I'm still out here doing okay. in redraft leagues. So, um, but if you guys have any questions, feel free to hit us up on Twitter at CWilliamsNFL and at RHallNFL. Uh Anything else, Randy? No. <laughs> she Hulk's okay. happening still, but we haven't. It's had happening. Time for the last talk. episode was kind of fun. It was my was favorite it? one, I think, so far. Kind of, maybe. Yeah, there's just we no to, action. Really, we should do a separate like Saturday night episode of just marvel talk once she holds over we could do let's that let's see
1: but i was a episode thursday so should be yeah. fun
0: yeah for sure all right that'll do it for this episode for randy hall i'm christian williams we'll talk to you guys next week later